Welcome to Joy in Learning, a podcast from the Harley School in Rochester, New York. We're an independent school for nursery through grade 12, where there's always lots of interesting learning going on for us to share with you. This week, I spoke with Kirsten Reeder, one of our English teachers, to learn more about how we support and challenge students in the middle school. So I am here with Kirsten Reeder, 7th and 8th grade English teacher. Kirsten, thanks for joining me. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Art. Of course. So my first question is about our student-teacher ratio. Uh, As we know, we have a low student-teacher ratio. Um, How does that affect your teaching? What are some of the things that that you're able to do with that ratio that you might not be able to do if you have more students? Um, the biggest thing, I love our low student-teacher ratio. It's um, very important to not only me, but to all of the teachers here at Harley. Um, one of the things that it enables us to do is to see and speak with every child in our class every day. I remember, um, I'm actually picturing myself in Latin class in seventh grade, and I wasn't great at foreign language, and I would sit in the, uh, you know, about the third row in, and at least the fifth or sixth row back, and I would kind of tune, I would check in a little bit, but I didn't quite understand what was going on, and I was very well behaved, and I don't, you know, Mrs. Schultz, bless her heart, um, (laughs) didn't really see me. I was called on occasionally, but I could really blend into the background in that class. And uh, we, that's not, not really not how we even arrange our classes at Harley. I have a horseshoe. Many teachers have a horseshoe or maybe um, two or three rows, depending on what what we're doing for the day. We also work, we do uh, group learning, cooperative learning, and we're able to put, get ourselves into um, tables and the kids can work with each other. Um, and we can vary that even in the course of one class, we'll have a we'll come up with a couple of seating arrangements depending on what we're doing. Um, and I, I really, really value listening to each of my kids um, during every class, um, every, if we're reading, every kid gets to read and everyone gets to share with each other. I think the other thing is um, that the kids uh, feel more comfortable sharing in a smaller environment themselves. And as you know, middle school is a time when kids are really self-conscious. Um, so if it's a smaller group of kids, it's a kids that they really start to get to know and they are uh, more comfortable sharing in class themselves. So speaking of the middle school age and what they're thinking about, how do you ignite student interest at that age? That can be a tough age to to get focused and to get jazzed about something that's not yourself. (laughs) Yes, Um, that's very true. Um, I think one of the benefits at Harley, first of all, the teachers, a lot of the teachers have master's degree and degrees and PhDs in their field. So, for instance, I studied English literature. Um, we have people who have their PhDs in history, not only history, but you know, American history, and they get to teach American history. So we have teachers who are really teaching what they are passionate about. Um, and they've, you know, many people have teaching degrees on top of that as well. But I, so I myself, I love literature. I love teaching writing. 
Um, I love teaching kids how to communicate. I love the art of the story. I get very excited. I have a lot of autonomy in the classroom. What that means is I get to choose the books that I teach. And so I choose the books that I think will sing to the class, to particular classes, but also books that I really, really like. And I think that makes a huge difference. Um, when they, when the kids see me get excited, um, and they, uh, they are interested, they're more interested. Um, and I, they joke around that um, with grammar because I, when I teach grammar, uh, which, as we all know, can be a little bit boring. There are certain things about grammar that I can get pretty excited about. Um, and if they're not getting excited, I might even jump on a chair and uh, make it exciting. <laughs> but um, I, there are things that I can do in the classroom, I think, that, um, that uh, bring about excitement. And I will sometimes also cater to what they are interested in. Um, one of the projects I did this last year... Uh, was we did a series of op-eds. Um, this last year, there were a lot of interesting op-eds in the papers, the newspapers. And so I brought in um, some uh, several op-eds that had voices from, we did political op-eds, so uh, a voice of Republicans, a voice of Democrats, liberals, conservatives, and we read them, and then we did a whole writing assignment on on those. Um, and that was something that came out of a discussion. And I chose to kind of take that path for a week for the kids. I think that that perfectly transitions to, to the next question that I have is, uh, what are some of the, the things that you work on in your class that um, builds upon what they've learned in fifth and sixth, but that really helps some real world skills that will help them transition into upper school and college and beyond? Uh, so you talk about um, things that you read in the newspaper um, mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. uh, you know, things that are going on um, in the news. Mm -hmm. are, are there some of those skills that, that will transition outside of your classroom? Um, absolutely. Um, the middle school, we, our middle school is fifth through eighth grade. So we transition them from the lower school to our college prep upper school. Um, and so some of the things that we teach in the classroom um, are really based on um, whatever the subject at hand. Okay, so uh, multiplication or whatever, algebra, um, grammar, um, writing, things like that. But all of it, and what we try to show them too, connects to their life outside of the classroom. So... In seventh and eighth grade, the kids start to get grades. Um, they get grades on papers and quizzes and tests before then, but not on report cards. So there's a little more accountability in seventh and eighth grade. And uh, we ask the kids to um, hand things in on time. Uh, we talk about time management. All of the teachers are talking about time management. In seventh grade, we introduce final exams. Now we do that for a reason. You know, you get to upper school, final exams are kind of a big deal. Middle school, they're practice. Um, so we're teaching them how to study, how to keep track of their materials all year, how to um, divvy up their time um, to with sports, with family, uh, with school. 
And uh, sometimes it's this is not a smooth process being middle schoolers. So it can get clumsy, but the best time to learn this is at this age. Everything's clumsy in middle school. <laughs> and because of the small environment, we're able to kind of catch them, hold their hands a bit when they fall and encourage them to get back up. And, you know, they'll find consequences here and there. But I think it's all done with the purpose of uh, heading them on the right path in life. So speaking of the clumsiness of, of middle school and middle school age children, what draws you to teaching that age group? Uh, you've been doing it for quite a while. Yes. What, 18 why? years, going on my 19th year this year. Um, I don't know. You know, upper school teachers and lower school teachers will ask me the same question um, because they are uh, middle school kids are changing a ton. Their emotions can change by the hour and, and by the day. Um, I really, really, really love this age group. I think they're fun. I think that they're going through huge changes. I know they're going through huge changes. And I really like to help them through it. I talk a lot about my own personal experience at this age. I um, really try to empathize with them, as do the other teachers. Um, and we, I, we're pretty flexible. They need flexibility at this age and um, we're pretty flexible where we are I think we guide we I know we guide them through this time a bit um, and we help them as they are kind of pulling away from their families their parents a little bit they are latching on more to their social relationships I feel that I know them well and I can help them and um you know, it's it's a messy process, but I it's one that I really really enjoy, and I love their spirit and their creativity and their enthusiasm, and I really love the humor of the average medical middle school student. Do you think of yourself as a role model to your students? Um, I do a bit actually. I and I what I know that I'm I know that I'm constantly modeling adult woman, so I'm very aware of that. Um, and one of the things, so I, I, I will occasionally stop and, um, I, well, I, I teach literature. Okay. So through the literature, we are teaching stories. We are learning about people's histories. We are learning about empathy. Um, we are learning about culture. There's a lot of, there's a lot of personal, um, stories the kids will come out with um, when we're discussing literature. And I see this as a real opportunity to talk about and validate their own lives. But in being an adult in the room, there's there are teaching moments on a daily basis that I like to tap into now and then. Um, and I... Uh, so I know that I'm a kind of a role model for them. I try and teach really nice things though like we don't we all don't have to be perfect you know that's one of my big things especially with middle school girls I feel like a lot of middle school girls feel that they need to be perfect in life and every time I you know I make mistakes as we all do every single day and I will voice my mistake oops I made a mistake again you know we're, we're, I'm far from perfect I'm still working on it um, and I, I, I feel like I, I model humanity. Um, I try and model uh, love 
and acceptance and empathy um, and at the same time accountability right <laughs> and um, and responsibility and uh, kindness well as the parent of a daughter who is <laughs> going to be in your class next year those all sound like wonderful things I'm yeah. very excited for her to take your class excellent thank you so much for taking time out of your I know crazy oh, busy pleasure. schedule this summer my pleasure thank, thank you. you for having me thanks Thanks for joining us today on Joy in Learning, the Harley Schools podcast. We look forward to sharing interesting stories, discussing educational topics, and exploring ideas with you on our next episode. See you again soon.